Blog Talk Radio. Mary had a little cancer. 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 No cancer left in my body. people happy sunday uh today is september 24th 2023 and we are live and direct from madison alabama rocket city today it is a glorious day outside it's absolutely beautiful um i've already been up out got coffee got breakfast uh went and hung out with some friends came back uh, it's been it's been a a, a good morning. Um, I haven't been here in two weeks, so I apologize to my listeners. Um, I have finally gotten uh, Saturdays and Sundays off, and I kind of took advantage of the last two weekends and just really got some stuff done and just chilled out um, and took some time to myself. Uh, so, but we're back. Uh, we went on a little vacation. So I have been doing, um, I've been doing some, a, a lot of uh, video watching. Um, you all know that I do a lot of research on uh, herbs and natural ways of healing and stuff like that. And you know the the cold the winter is coming up for those of you that live in a climate uh or you know in an area where you have four seasons uh summer is leaving us fall is beginning winter will be behind that and you know it's allergy season um uh, people are getting covid again in fact my nephew my my uh great nephew had covid and we live in the same house, I was, you know, by the grace of God, I was able to not pick it up from him. And then the owner of the company that I work, of my full-time job that I work for, he got COVID. And by the grace of God, again, you know, I did not come down with it. And I was in the same, you know, in the same office with him um, right before he tested positive. So thank God I didn't get it. But immediately when I found out that my great nephew had COVID, I went and got, um, I didn't even fool around and try to make ginger shots myself. I just went and got some, uh, and I started taking them, and I was taking them, you know, every morning, once a day, every morning uh, for about a week. And, you know, maybe that, that, I'm sure that that helped with my immune system, right? So I have a, 
I'm sorry, there is a car speeding down the street. Um, so I've been doing all of this research, and I've been – oh, and then I – so I made – oh, hold on, let's see. Okay, Cheryl, I hear you. Shirley, thank you for listening, as always. Um, so – Oh, the chat room isn't open? Okay, let me open it. Hold on. You know what? Let me, yeah, let me log on to my laptop. Give me uno momento, por favor. I did bring my, I'm outside again. You guys know that I love to be outside. So, of course, that is where I am again. Oh, shit, I might have to get my charger and plug this up. I don't even know where that's at. It's not in my purse. Hold on. Uh, blog talk. No, not that. Okay, I'm logging in on my laptop, so I can try to get this chat room open, up and running. I can do it on my phone, but you can't see it that well. Oh, somebody lost their dog. Um, studio. Oh, this connection is going slow. Okay, here we go. Check. Connecting. Come on, don't do that. I don't want to get a sticky note. Technical difficulties. How do you close this? There we go. Okay, Cheryl, can you, uh, why is it doing that? It keeps doing that. Oh, because I'm not really in the chat room. Okay, so Cheryl, the chat room should be open. So if you want to get into the chat room, you can. Um, If anybody wants to get into the chat room, they can, because it should be open. Let me know if you can see what I uh, typed in there. But I do need to get my charger because my laptop is going to die. So we're going to do this live. Um, Okay, so what I was saying was I've been doing some research. So I've been starting to make – I made some home remedies with some honey and onions um, as a cough syrup. I gave that to my boss. He took it. He felt better. I've been, you know, telling people about castor oil and stuff like that, and people are actually coming back with testimony saying, hey, you know, this stuff really is working, Mary, you know. And, uh, you know, and they uh, they started calling me. I think I said this on the, you know, on the last show, and this isn't to boast me, right, because this is just if I can help somebody, that's what I want to do. Um, I mean, I think that that's what my purpose is. I hope, you know, I just try to be the vessel of God. I try to be, you know, um, 
a vessel that God chooses to use, you know, because how powerful is that? Um, so, but just trying to do some natural stuff. Um, I have been following some people on TikTok, this one young lady in particular, and I'll probably have to look her name up because I can't remember it. She calls all her followers gems. Okay, good. I'll see you in the chat room, Cheryl. I'm just going to plug this uh, this laptop up. I don't have to do it out here. So I've been following this young, this one young lady. Um, she's, uh, I think she's made, she's in her 40s, I believe. She's about, I'm 49, so I think she's close to my age, if not a little bit younger. Um, and she has, like, stage 4 brain cancer. Um, and she's been getting treatments and, and going through chemo and radiation. She's had surgeries. Um, she, but she's just been so uplifting and sharing her own testimony. I asked her, would she come on the show? And she said yes, but I know she's in the middle of treatment right now, so I know it's a little bit difficult for her um, to get that time. Sorry, I'm having a hard time plugging this joker in. Man. Okay. So hopefully um, I'll be able to she'll have time and I'll be able to um, have her come on the show and tell her testimony. She seems to be doing really well. She's holding up really well. Um, she's, you know, getting uh, targeted radiation right now on her head, you know, on her head. Um, so she had to have all these, she had to go in and have this cap put on and have all these markings done on her head. And, uh, you know, I'm always trying to tell somebody, I just want to tell her, hey, rub castor oil all over your head. You know what I mean? See if that helps break up the tumors. Um, forego the chemo, forego the radiation, but that's her journey. And that's something that I have to learn, that everybody's journey is different. Um, but I do want people just to be able to be open to alternative ways, you know, like just think about it. Why not try it? What are you going to lose? But... um. I probably really was not uh, prepared today to even do the show, but I knew that I had to come on and do the show because I couldn't go three weeks without doing it. Um, but I'm going to find some stuff. Last time, I know we left off. There were, sorry, I'm trying to go through my computer and find it. Uh, we were talking about this. We had been talking about the Cleveland, Ohio uh, vaccination for triple negative breast cancer patients and that that was, you know, in its second phase in human trials. Uh, and there were good reports coming out based off of that. And then there was some other stuff where they were trying to, these, um, we were talking about the estrogen and how estrogen plays a part in tumor growth, like even though triple negative breast cancer is not estrogen positive, estrogen in the body still plays a part in uh, in tumor uh, tumor growth and how quickly it, it replicates itself. So, uh, you know, so estrogen was something that we were looking at, and I'm going to try to see if I can pull this stuff up. Estrogen and cancer growth, breast cancer growth. 
So if you have, um, we can talk about, because, you know, the estrogen is, is, does play an important factor in estrogen-positive breast cancer, but we don't always have to talk about triple-negative breast cancer just because that's what I have, because everybody has all different types of um, cancers. So uh, if you're estrogen-positive, estrogen, HR, is it what is it called? Oh, it's ER positive. Um, That means that estrogen is playing a role in the cancer itself, not just the growth, but the cancer itself, Um, that that's the driven factor. So estrogen is thought to contribute to the development of hormone-sensitive types of breast cancers. Breast cancers that are estrogen receptor positive, express receptors that bind to estrogen, which promotes cell growth and cancer progression. Excess exposure to estrogen raises cancer risk. Uh, The prevailing view of estrogen's role in breast cancer is that it acts as a catalyst for cancer growth because it stimulates the division and proliferation of breast tissue. Uh, The pituitary hormones prolactin, and growth hormone have also been associated with breast cancer. Hmm. I don't think that I've heard of that before, the pituitary hormones as prolactin. Interesting. Let's click on that and see what that says. Endocrinology. Hmm. This is usually, I think that this is like usually where it starts is in the endocrine system. Because the endocrine system essentially runs our whole body. Like, without a good endocrine system, you have nothing. Um, Okay, so... Oh, this is a... um, It says role of growth hormone in breast cancer. So this is... This was an article that came out in 2000, June of 2017. It's a piece from um, Endocrinology... Volume 158, Issue 6, 1 June 2017. Uh, Let's see. Breast cancer is one of the most common cancers diagnosed in women. Uh, Approximately two-thirds of all breast cancers diagnosed are classified as hormone-dependent, which indicates that hormones are the key factors that drive growth of these breast cancers. Ovarian and pituitary hormones play a role play a major role in the growth and development of normal mammary glands and breast cancer. In particular, the effect of the ovarian hormone estrogen has received much attention in regards to breast cancer. Interesting. This is the first time I'm ever reading this. Um, I'm sorry, people are texting me knowing knowing I'm on the damn show. Um, It's texting me talking about what you're doing. You know what I'm doing every damn Sunday. Sorry. <laughs> My show. Okay. Um, so that's interesting that the ovarian hormone estrogen has, uh, you know, it plays plays a role in the growth and development of, of normal mammary glands, right? Like, who knew that? Like, how... How does that how does that process even work? So 
Okay, pituitary hormones, prolactin, and growth hormone have also been associated with breast cancer. Although the role of these pituitary hormones in breast cancer has been studied, it has not been investigated extensively. Well, why wouldn't you investigate it extensively if you know that it plays such a role? And how do you know it plays such a role if you haven't investigated it extensively? Sometimes I just don't understand. Um, in this review, we attempt to compile basic information for most of the currently available literature to understand and demonstrate the significance of growth hormone in breast cancer. Based on the available literature, it is clear that growth hormone plays a significant role in the development, progression, and metastasis of breast cancer by influencing tumor angiogenesis, stemness, and chemo resistance. So you know, how do you know all of this when it's something that you don't have, if you haven't investigated extensively? And if you do know this from unextensive investigation, perhaps you should be extensively investigating. I hope I'm not dabbling, but what I'm saying makes sense to me. Okay, let's see. I don't want to bore everybody and just, like, read articles and read articles. I just want to try to get some little quick excerpts out of here. Um, okay, well, global breast cancer incidence is on the rise with nearly 1.7 million women being diagnosed with the disease and half a million women succumbing to the disease annually. Wow. That's a third. So a third of all women that come down with breast cancer end up succumbing to the disease. A third. Think about the research and how far we are. The Susan G. Komen Foundation, the This Foundation. I mean, there's so many foundations um, I cannot name them off, off the top of my head, but I know that there are because when I was first diagnosed, I went through all of them um, trying to see, you know, what they offered, what information I could get from them, if they offered services, um, if there was alternatives. So there's so many foundations um, and so much money raised all the time for breast cancer awareness, right? Think about your town probably has, I mean, we have Breast Cancer Awareness Month. The NFL um, donates to that. They get involved. Most of the, you know, most of our sports uh, teams do that on an annual basis. Um, we have a whole month dedicated to breast cancer awareness. Uh, why are still a third of all women that are being diagnosed, a third of 1.7 million women are succumbing to the disease. Why? We supposedly sent a man to the moon, but we can't get this right. I, I just, it's tragic. It really is tragic. And I just wish that there were alternatives. I, I wonder how much of those of those third of women, you know, how much was it the succumbing to the cancer 
or they succumbing to the treatment or they succumbing to not ever getting better after the treatment or their cancer metastasizing after the treatment. <sighs> this saddens me. Okay, so one, now think about it like this, when you think about it in this scale, one out of eight women is expected to develop breast cancer during their lifetime. One out of eight in their lifetime will develop, is expected to, to develop breast cancer. Um, in develop, oh, it says during their lifetime in the developed countries. A majority of the breast cancers develop sporadically. Breast cancer is not a single disease, but it is a group of chronic diseases. Patients diagnosed with breast cancer at an early stage have good prognosis, but these patients still have an increased risk of mortality for the next four decades. Uh, currently, there are several methods of classification of breast cancers, which include histiopathological immunohistochemical, and molecular classifications. Hmm. Okay. Uh, various prognostic gene expression-based based assays are used to determine subtypes of breast cancer, like breast cancer index, endo, uh, endopredict, mammoprint. I guess these are uh, indexes in, uh, in, in a book of, of breast cancer classifications. In general, breast cancers are mainly classified based on the presence or absence of hormone receptors. A very broad classification would be classifying them as hormone receptor positive, hormone-dependent breast cancer, or hormone receptor negative, hormone-independent breast cancer. The hormones that are generally associated with the development and growth of normal breasts and breast cancers are estrogen and progesterone. Exhaustive studies have been conducted to investigate the role of estrogen in breast cancer. Estrogen receptor positive breast cancers, uh, I don't want to go through this. I'll, I could read this whole damn thing. Um, the role of the hormones. If you want to read this, you can go to, uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing because I don't want to bore anybody to death. Um, and not because this is not boring to me. I actually, I love reading about it. I love learning stuff. Um, but I'm sure that listeners just don't want to sit and listen to me uh, read this whole story. So you can go to academic.oup as in papa, dot com um, and just look up its endo article 158. Um, it's the Oxford Academic uh, Endocrinology. Okay, so we, I mean, I reading through all of this, there are so many. What I got out of what I read from this is that um, just that little bit that I read, like there is so much thought put into is your breast cancer hormone or not uh, driven? Like, is it hormone negative or positive, estrogen or progesterone negative or positive? But there's so much more to it. When you look at, the, when you look at your um, endocrine system, to me what they're saying is, is there's so many more aspects 
to just this broad classification of hormone positive or negative, right? So, but that's how they treat people. You, nobody, they never sent me to any kind of endocrinologist. I never saw an endocrinologist. And actually, I should have requested that. And if you have any kind of cancer, breast cancer, whatever, ask them to send you to an, to an endocrinologist. Have them do testing. See where that originated from because there's something going on in your body that's causing the cancer, that's causing your cells to, pro, to proliferate in that way and your DNA not being able to repair those proliferated uh, cells. So... I think that that would be a good idea. Um, and, in fact, when I go back for my follow-up, I probably will end up uh, doing that. Um, and just and seeing and, – and, you know, it's funny that I say that because I had a, a, a patient one time years ago that uh, was was very ill and they could never figure out what was wrong with her. No one could figure it out. Somebody told her about seeing an endocrinologist. She finally went and saw one, and they fixed her problem. Huh. So crazy how things just come back, you know, into play years later, how I remember that story. But she told me that. She was like, man, all I needed to do was to see an endocrinologist that whole time. And her GP never suggested it. Her specialist never suggested it. Nobody, Right. And I'm not sure why. Maybe it, you know, costs more money to see an endocrinologist. Maybe it takes more for your insurance, um, more work for them to get your insurance to to approve an endocrinologist visit or some shit. I don't know why. Maybe you have to have some kind of pre-existing conditions or whatever. Um, had she not seen that endocrinologist, she'd still be, you know, in pain and always wondering what the hell was wrong with her. This is crazy. It's crazy. You have to get. You have to get to the root. All those doctors she was seeing were just treating her symptoms. None of them were treating the root cause of the problem. And we have to be our own advocates for our own health care. You can't just go along with what people say. You know, I always, always, always implore people to investigate. Do your investigation. Um, <laughs> what? I sure. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the um in the chat room. You say you you sound like Jay retexting him when he is on the show. Laugh out loud. What? I don't get that. Um, sorry. I had to take a drink. So you know, again, I just implore people to look into stuff and I don't understand if they have all this information at their fingertips. Why are people not talking about it? Um, why are people not visiting other avenues? Why is it so easy for us just to get caught up in, um, you know, being shuffled through a cancer institute? Uh, I think, I, you know, I've said this before on the show. This just makes me think back to I started my cancer journey in um, in Virginia, right, in 2021. 
um, and I was going to Fairfax, uh, Innova Fairfax uh, Cancer Institute. It's one of the best cancer. Uh, it's ranked one of the best cancer institutes um, in the country, right? Um, I started my journey there, and I just remember being in there. It was like it was such a big building. It was cold. Um, people were, you know, kind of just shuffling through. And I just remember looking around and thinking, like, wow, this big, huge building. It was just, it felt so empty. Um It was like, even with the bright lights, it was so dark. And it it was almost, you know, it was weird. It was a very weird feeling. I felt like I was, uh, what's what's the way that I could explain it? I mean, I felt like I was just a patient number, right? I was just patient X, Y, Z. Um. It's just like this routine, right? Okay, this is what you do next. You go here, you do this, you do that, and da, 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 da. And you're in, you're out, you're going through this maze, and you've got, you know, you've got death knock. you know, what you think is death knocking on your door, right? Um, no one's ever talking to you about how you feel. Um, how is this, uh, how is this impacting your life? It's all about, okay, this is what we got to do next. This is rush, 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 rush. We've got to get this going. You know, we've got to get you into treatment. We've got to start a this never life. You know, how is this impacting your mental health? How is this impacting your emotional well-being? And then I remember um, when I transferred from Fairfax, Virginia, and I moved to Florida, and then I went to the Moffitt Cancer Center, another, you know, highly ranked cancer institute uh, cancer center in the country uh, the people I remember the people there being like the people that work there I will say that um, like the staff was so friendly they never made me uncomfortable um, they always joked they laughed maybe I got lucky and just got a great group of people um, you know, I remember I had to go in for like this radio, you get this radioactive dye put in you and you have to get this scan, it's a bone scan, I believe. Um, and, you know, the girl that was doing it, she just, you know, we laughed, we joked. I was never treated like as just a cancer patient, right? I was treated as like a human being, um, not like a patient number, which, you know, I was blessed to have that. But, and 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 I'll and I'll sow that seed, right? That's the seed. Also, I'm not going to sow any other seed. However, I will tell you that when I looked around, um, like they had valet parking, you know, which was great. You could just pull up, and you know, if you were sick or you, I mean, it didn't matter whether you were sick or not. You could just pull up, and they would park your car. There was no charge for it or anything like that. Um, but I just saw so many people from so many different walks of life. It wasn't empty. It didn't have that empty feeling like scary because I saw it was so many cancer patients in there from different ages, different ethnicities, different financial situations. And I was just like, wow, there's so 
many people in here for so many different types of cancer. It wasn't just a breast cancer institute. Um, and it was scary, you know. I was like, man, this is crazy. I know there was a point to that whole story, but as I got into it, and actually I could, as I say, as I talk about it, I can almost see it, right? I can see it in my eyes, like I'm picturing where I was sitting at, what I was doing um, when I had uh, certain things happening. I think the most, the, the probably the worst experience that I had um, during that time was, and I think I've said this before, but, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, was when I went and had that port put in. I had that chemo port put in. Man, that was not fun. Like, that was <laughs> that was not a fun time. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And they put it in. When they put it in, they did put it, they, they put it in. It was almost kind of inverted. And, um and that was a problem because that really hurt. And the I remember the um, the tape that they used. They used this, like, skin tape to cover it or whatever. Man, that shit made me break out in blisters. I had, like, blisters. It was burning my skin. Um, I couldn't feel that it was burning it, but it just was. Like, it was blistering my skin up. Uh, like, I had been out in the sun too long and had, like, you know, second-degree burn or some shit. And... I was like, man, I've got to get this off of me. So I found out that I was allergic to that. So if you ever get, you know, if they ever use any of that uh, skin tape on you for any reason, um, be aware if you have sensitive skin or whatever, you just your skin just doesn't like it. If that happens, you want to get it off um, immediately. Uh, and then, you know, the chemo treatment, uh, but beyond that, you know, the whole process in Florida was was definitely a lot easier than what it had started out in Virginia. I will say that. And that probably was, you know, just it was probably environmental there because I got to spend every day on the beach. I mean, got to go to my church, um, got to, you know, be with really great people, um, truly, genuinely, uh, you know, people that truly, genuinely loved one another and, and had each other's back. Um, probably one of the most positive, best groups of people I've ever been around in my life. Um, and that... Uh, Again, I, I just went off on a tangent because I have no idea what what that whole point was about. But anywho, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. So uh, that was, you know, just a little a little time back in history <clears throat> to go through um, to go down my my memory lane. But you know, today I'm doing great. Um, it's man, it's September twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. And I can honestly say, and I say this all the time, but I'm going to say it again and again and again and again, that no matter what, I have, like, nothing to complain about in my life. I just don't let shit bother me anymore. Um, what's the point? What's the point of letting things bother you? For what? You know, if something happens and, 
you know, shit doesn't work out or whatever it is, friendships, um, relationships, uh, troubleships, troubleships, I like that, troubleships. If your ass is a troubleship, you got to go. Because I can't have any of that. You can't take my peace. You can't be coming over here and putting me in no deficit. Um, and you shouldn't let anybody in your life putting in no deficit. Yeah, maybe we'll do the last, like, 20 minutes of the show and talk about life, right? And and <laughs> and, uh, and interesting stuff. There's, <laughs> I really want to, I'm sorry, I'm going to move this chair so y'all are going to hear some noise. Um, sometimes some things in my life happen, and it's really funny. And I really want to get on the show and talk about it because it's hilarious. But then I'm like, I don't want to put my personal life out on the, you know, on the show. But some of it, some of the shit is so funny. It's so hard for me not to talk about it. And I may start doing that if I can get the get the gumption up to do it. Um, but I will say, um, ladies, these men out here, you better be careful <laughs> these jokers out here are something else. I know this is Shirley texting me. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. Um, I'm saying, ladies, um, be careful out here. These streets are dangerous. Crazy people lurking in this world narcissistic, crazy people. If you are <clears throat> if you are recently single or you're whatever single and you're out here dating at our age, like, you know, um, I'm forty nine, right? So I'm out here dating. Uh, 254 caller, I see you. Uh, if you want to join, please do press the one, and I'll um, I'll let you in. But thank you for joining us today. Um, you know, if you're you're single and you're out here dating, um, it's hard, man. It's hard. It's very hard. Um. And it's slim pickings. I'm going to tell you that right now. It is totally slim pickings. Uh, I think that people, I think that people nowadays have gotten so used to maybe, you know, if you're my age or older, you've probably, if you've been alone for a minute, you know, you haven't been with anybody or, you know, you've been divorced or never been married or whatever, and you've been, you know, out of the game for a minute it's and you've been you learned how to enjoy yourself and your own time like I enjoy my me time right I I don't mind being alone I can entertain myself um Shirley's saying there are good men lots of them look Cheryl I'm not saying there's not any good men I'm just saying um you might have to you know I don't know, go out of your area. I'm just saying here. I'm talking about here. Okay, Rocket City, <laughs> um, where I'm at. It's it's hard to intertwine your life with 
um, with another person's life after you've been uh, out of that for a minute, you know, and then to bring, like, cancer into it too, right? Uh, I think we talked about that before. Um, Caller 818, I'm going to open your mic. Hold on one second. Mary, you know this is your own words, Mary. Oh, girl, I did not even know that was you. (laughs) Hi. I I wanted to chime in really quick on the good men thing. Mary, there are a lot of amazing men your age and my age out there. Um, And I just don't want women to stop thinking that. I know you have met a few that are like, okay, well, some questionable characteristics. But there was only four or five. There's, there's a lot out there. Just there don't only give four up, I promise. There's only four or five. I mean, you know. They no, all girl. I was... no, I'm just joking. <clears throat> Go ahead. I don't say what I say for people to give up. Ladies, don't give up. You'll find the one. God will bring him to you, right? But, you know, all I'm saying is really what I want to say is just have a good time in the meantime. <laughs> That's really the truth, have a good... right? I don't like, get caught I like up. That. Have a good time in the process. Take it for what you can. Enjoy it. And, and don't settle for nothing. That's really my point. Don't settle for no shit just to have somebody. Because just to have somebody is not worth your peace. Uh, Mary, can I also add something? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're like, mm-hmm. Yep. Mary, um, she will meet someone, and she has this benefit of the doubt. She has this, I'm going to look at the good and kind of ignore things that do not settle well with my immediate soul. (laughs) (laughs) All I'm saying is, she usually comes back around and says, no, I should have listened to that first that's all. I mean, if you want to find someone, I'm sorry, if you can't immediate instinct or even thereafter when you know the person, it's not that something's wrong with that person per se. It just doesn't match your your, your characteristics or your needs or your right. wants. But you cannot pull them into or they can't pull you into their realm. I mean, you just can't do it. That's something I had to definitely learn. And when I figured out what I could sustain, if I came came around someone and my, you know, what is it, something came up and said, no, I don't think so, I would listen to it. Not eight dates in. <laughs> Not 50 years in. No, I'm just saying our instincts are right. key. And sometimes we're looking for love. We're looking for companion. Companionship is what I am, you know, at 57, is companionship. To get both is amazing, which I'm lucky enough to have that. But what I'm saying is, like, you have to look at that person and say, can I sit and talk to this person? Would I want to take care of this person? What does this look like? For instance, if I, if a man wanted me to cook, I couldn't be with him. He couldn't force me out to cook because I just don't know how. Okay. That would really disturb the relationship. That would really and disturb And you don't want to know how. Not at you all. And you're not even no. interested in knowing how. No. You're like, look, homeboy, are no. we good? Out. I'm going to let you know right now. It's going to be right. takeout every night. <laughs> Every, unless you cook, and I have a, you know, someone that cooks. But what I'm saying is when you know yourself well enough, you, you'll meet someone, and it doesn't take 
several conversations or several um, dates. But in order, you have to realize what works with you. Like, Mary, you like to cook. We always talked about the things you like to do and how, you know, you know, I'm not going to tell your business. But you have to find someone that enjoys that also. But I think, again, we get so excited that someone's interested in us and that we throw that out the window in hopes it's the one. Don't do that because, yeah, you no, know. You, you can't do that. And if you do that, you know, I have found myself, at times where it's like, oh, okay, you know, uh, okay, you know, this, you know, this, and it's like, hold up, bitch, <laughs> wait a minute, <laughs> no, 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 no. You get a day in, yeah. and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> but people will put on a front. But people will put on a front, right? And that, and people do that, and you shouldn't do that. Just be yourself. Ladies, gentlemen, doesn't matter who you are. Just be you. Because at the end of the day, you is what's going to come out in the end anyway. And if somebody can't accept you for you and your flaws and your the good things about you, the bad things about you, um, then, you know, they're just not for you. If you don't have that vibe, you don't have that vibe. And it is okay. Like you said earlier, Charlotte, I agree with you. You know, it's not that, oh, this part, you have to be hateful towards a person or, you know, whatever, oh, this ain't work out. It just, we, it just wasn't, we were not for each other. That's it. And don't waste your time. And I would like, in closing, for you to advise men, since you're out there dating, that most women Oof. will give them the benefit of the doubt. I was never one of them, but you are. So you might want to just put it out there that, hey, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I'll even give you one try. Uh, and men should be aware of that because the first date or that first conversation it might not go very well. So I think women should advise men that, you know what, I, I will take a little bit of the good with the bad initially for about 14 Yeah, and that's seconds. true. I will, okay. I will definitely give you the benefit of the doubt because – you could be nervous, you could be, it could be anything, you know, I have, I have definitely gone through those things too. Um, and, and been like, damn, I need somebody to give me the benefit of the doubt because that didn't go so well. Um, <laughs> but you, and you can give someone the benefit of the doubt, but when you see red flags, just don't, just go on and go. There's no, the benefit of the doubt is out the window at that point. Um, but I will and add, she's saying that, flags. everyone, wait, she, she's saying that, but Mary tends to have to see two or three flags, so I'm just putting this on the record, but anyway, that's because she has a hell of a heart. She needs to see, like, 15 flags. This flag, flag football. <laughs> flag football. All right, football. well, that's all I wanted to say. I know, like, flag football. And she's like, oh, there's a yellow flag. Oh, okay. You mean there's something wrong here? Yeah. Anyway, just wanted to chime in and um, let you know you're on the right path. You're doing amazing. I love stories about the cancer. I understand sometimes you got to go off the grid and talk about personal things because cancer is not your life. It's a part of your life. So I'm glad that you're deciding right. to bring in your personal stuff, which will ultimately lead to things, you know, because as, as a cancer survivor, cancer will always be the stream from now on. But life is always like the hanging fruit. So just be all of that. And we're looking forward to continuously learning from you. Okay? Thank you, beautiful. I love you. 
outside. Just um, it off, um, okay, you don't have to say I love you. You know what? You don't ever say I love you back. You know what? I'm feeling like you don't love me. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you, is that how your family was? They never said I love you? Is that something from your childhood? <laughs> Pretty much, actually. Yeah, it's true. Shut the hell up. Don't be putting my shit out there. I will fuck you up. <laughs> I, love you. I was you just joking. I, I wasn't. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know they did, and they didn't even hug. Remember, remember, my guy was like, "You don't know how to hug." So forget you and him today. You know what? You're not my friend, but I do love you, and continue yes. with your show, and we'll Thank talk later. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. I'll call you later with the rest of the juice. Um. Okay. So everybody, if you don't know, that is uh, Shirley Shepard. She has a show right here on Blog Talk Radio as well. She uh, does her show every Sunday from 9 to 9.30 uh, Pacific Standard Time. It is 9 to 9.30, right, Cheryl? Um, I believe so. Uh, and it's called Looking for My Give a Fuck. Uh, and that's looking, and it's spelled just like that, except when you get to the F-U, it's F-U-K-K, not F-U. So Looking for My Give a Fuck, you can check her out right here every Sunday on Blog Talk Radio. Not on the J. King Network. She does her own thing um, independently. So just check her out on Blog Talk. And, of course, you can check us out right here on Blog Talk Radio on the J. King Network um, every Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you can check out Kings in the Morning right here on uh on the J. King Network on Blog Talk Radio, Monday through Friday from 8 to 10 uh, with Kings in the Morning. Uh, beware if you listen. If you call in and listen, beware. Uh, if you want to join in, beware. Don't bring your feelings because they will get hurt. Uh, it's a show where, you know, we can all kind of get off our aggressions and still talk about some real shit and learn some shit. Um, a lot of different people with a lot of different opinions. Uh, it's actually a great time. I enjoy it. Um, you can find yours truly uh, there as well, Monday through Friday from 8 to 10. Uh, you can find Reese on the radio there. Jay King will be there. Ali, uh, Yusuf Kente, Big Charles, Snitchy, Six Eyes, uh, and a plethora of other folks. Uh, John Beckman, the white man. Um, so, yeah, so that's Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 Pacific Standard Time. Uh, you can find uh, Freaky Fridays with Queens in the Morning um, on Fridays. I believe it's 6 or 6.30 in the morning. Just check out Blog Talk Radio and the JK Network upcoming shows, and you'll be able to click on, you know, the scheduled shows and know what time they come on. Uh, there's a bunch of other shows on the network here, so please check those out as well. Uh, some play music, some talk, um, pretty interesting shows. Uh, the music is always great, uh, nine times out of ten. It's always great. I don't think I've ever listened to any of the shows that just played music and heard anything that I didn't either know or like. Um it is 152. We have about like eight minutes left. I, I really hope that everybody has a great week coming up. Um, be mindful, be graceful, be thoughtful. You never know 
when you can touch a person's life and you might not, they might not even tell you immediately that you touch their lives, but they come back and tell you. And when they do, um, when people can come back to you and say, you know, hey, what you remember that thing that you told me to do or you said to me a month ago or, you know, I came in here that day and I wasn't feeling so great and you made me smile. Like, I remember that. Thank you. Um, I really try to live my life that way. People are, we're, we're downtrodden enough um, into ourselves, right? So be kind to someone. For me, that fulfills my soul when I can be kind to someone else. Um, I just, I just love people, man. And, and it's crazy because I used to hate people. I used to hate being around people. I'd be like, ah. I was like a freaking um, the mad, angry hatter, you know. And, man, another thing, this is another blessing that came from the cancer, right, because through that cancer journey, I was able to release all of those demons that were chasing me in my life and in my soul for all that. I shed all of that. And I know that probably sounds crazy, like all these demons, these, you know, whatever. It's for real. For, you know, for people that don't know, you know, don't know me pre-cancer, they just, they're like, I can't even believe it. Yeah, right. I'm telling you, like, I'm just a totally, completely different person. And um, and if it wasn't for cancer, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. I wouldn't be in this mindset. I wouldn't be in this emotional state. Um, and just, just such a blessing. And, again, I sit out here on this porch like I do most of the times when I do the show. Um, and it's just absolutely gorgeous outside. We're free. We're free to do and not do as we please. Uh, what a wonderful world that we live in. Um, stop and take a look around. Take a deep breath in the trees. Look at the grass. Uh, look at the snow. If you're somewhere where it snows, if it's raining, look at that. Go outside and dance in the rain. Be a kid. You know, I think that sometimes as adults we lose our youthfulness or we hide it because it's a vulnerability that you don't want people, everybody to see because as we grow and, you know, grow into adulthood and stuff like that, even sometimes in our childhood, you know, we've been taken advantage of or been hurt and and we don't want to show that. Man, I'm like, that. I don't I don't care what people think. I don't care if you think I'm being vulnerable, silly, stupid. I'm going to get out my car and dance. That's what I'm going to do. Because I can. And I'm going to be happy. I'm going to choose to get up and be joyful every day, no matter what is going on in my life. Because that shit is momentary. What's not momentary is my happiness and my joy. And I'll never relinquish that for anything or anybody ever again. Um, I didn't even know what it was, to be honest with you. Like, I didn't even know what that was. We weren't taught that as a kid. Um, 
yes, we had happy times, we had good times and stuff like that, but true joy and peacefulness and just just peace. We weren't, there was nothing ever peaceful in our household, ever. Uh, and, and not talking bad about my family, my mom, my anything, that's just how it was. It was very chaotic. Um, it was, there was always something going on. Um, you know, we just, it was just our upbringing. And I think a lot of people have those upbringings where, you know, it's just always something going on. And then you don't, then when you are by yourself, you don't know how to be alone. You don't know how to, um, to embrace that. Uh, it's almost like the chaos of quiet. And when you can start to appreciate that and you can start to, um, to live in that, it's the best thing ever. So be nice to folks. Um, hug somebody. Man, I hug people all the time. I'd be like, come on, give me. If they, I'm telling you, I work part-time at the gas station at night, um, and, you know, I just have a really great rapport with my customers, and I see the same people all the time over and over again, and, you know, people, they they come in, they call me aunt, uh, auntie, because I was down here in the south, that's how they talk, auntie. Um, you know, um, and, you know, I, I hug people. I will randomly hug you. I will randomly rub your back for you. Um, just because people need human touch, they need that. Uh, not in a nasty way or nothing like that, just in a, you know, in a human-to-human way. Okay, we have less than 90 seconds. So I want to thank all of you for coming and listening today. Um, Thank you to the callers that called in. I see you, 254, and the 111 number. Uh, Cheryl, thank you for calling in and always, uh, you know, bringing us a good laugh. Um, I will see you all next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Sean Patrick, we love you. We miss you. Uh, You would have been eight this year. So we will see you. Happy uh, happy belated birthday to you. Um, We will see you all next week. Thank you again, and I'm out. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.